time has come and gone I am not the same Lift them all behind me I went my own way, way back then I think the bullshit has ended. If if I wasn't so agnostic and didn't know better, I would have swore there was a God out there. Today has been one little piddly pain in the ass shit bird over another. Sorry I was in a great mood. I was in a great mood this morning. Woke up. Got myself 10 hours sleep. Uh, I am in a somewhat envious, not so envious, ironic situation. I, I did really screw up my left arm. I have Well, I know what I did trimming trees and uh it, it's been a blessing and a curse i can't use my left arm so i can't work out or anything like that but i can't work out so and you don't want to push it because if if any of you who, who lift weights or do exercise or at you know that once you're injured you don't try and rush it again because you'll re-injure it and simply delay your recovery you'll never be able to get back to a regular working out thing so i was able to have this weird psychological trick played on myself where Normally, if I don't work out or if I don't adhere to my schedule, I don't live up to my own personal expectations. I don't get through my to-do list. I get very angry. I get very pissed off. And uh, it's usually at life, usually at society, because those are the things that it's not me. It's not me. It isn't. I know, oh, God, Aaron, you're pretty. No, it's not me. It's usually something else that delays me. And like I said today, it's been piddly shit. But uh, and if I can't get to the work, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel I'm not living up to my best. I'm letting life slip through my fingers. A couple grains of sand got through that I didn't capitalize on, and uh, so if you know, driving back didn't get a workout in somehow. I just don't feel that good. Well, this time it's it's all forgiven. <laughs> I I can't go to the gym because I did. I tried it once. I tried it once uh, a week ago. Eh, no, like five days ago. And all I did was re-injure myself. I just made it worse. Whatever recovery I had made, I, I, I just simply re-injured it. And now I have to. Now I can't. I can't work out. And I can understand why you fat basement dwelling nerds who've never ran more than a mile in your life, I can understand it. I'm reminded of like back in the days like in middle school where like you'd, well, you'd run outside and play all day. But otherwise at night, I just stay in and play video games all day. Um... You know, and, and, you know, even in college when I had some free time, I was like, I, I don't need to run anymore. I don't need a patrol. I'm going to sit on my ass and play video games. I'm going to drink Mountain Dew and, and eat Doritos. And uh, and I was still in okay, but it, it was a nice hearkening back. It's been a nice vacation from the gym. And the key thing is there's no guilt. There's none of that guilt where like, ah, I didn't live up to my expectations. Oh, there's no expectations. I get to be a regular common normie slob. I get to sit on my ass. I've been doing really good at Skyrim. I'm up to level 40 now. Take that, Bill Greenwood. No, I'm sorry. Michael Kingswood. I got two different authors confusing them with their non-diplumes. Yeah, so take that. I got I got some I got all ebony armor. I got a Daedric uh 
A bow and arrow? Yeah, I'm totally getting my geek back on. This is great being injured and not being able to go to the gym. But even with that luxury, even without having that chore, that daily chore, hour, hour and a half to hit the gym or go run, uh, today it's just been like the fates are out to get me. Uh, the electricity has been going on and off. Everyone's firing up. It's very hot and humid in the Twin Cities. I think everybody's firing up their, their um, air conditioners for the first time. Uh, we have to build bike paths and not more infrastructure or electric generation. We can't have any of that electric generation or roads. Now we gotta, we gotta make sure all the welfare bums collect their goddamn checks. And then you know you try and call the gal. Yeah, you try. You, isn't it cute and precious when you try to talk to the woman in your life when it's an emergency and it involves man shit? And no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Well, you kind of no, no. You girls deserve this, dear. The electricity is out. You think we should get a hotel that way because it's going to be really hot? Well, why did they do that? What's going on? How did they do that? It's like, dear, have a cup of shut the fuck up. Do you want to get a hotel or not? Right now, yes or no? This is an emergency. You know, this is, this is kind of like, I ask you questions. Please answer them. The real issue is when it is an emergency. We're like seconds count. Like when your, your vehicles are broken down. Or there's always some kind of variable of timing. And men are just better. I'm sorry. I'm going to be 100% rank sexist. I'm sure there's one or two girls out there that are. But men can just assess the situation quicker and faster. And we can look down the decision node tree and see what the consequences are of different paths or solutions. Oh, if you do that, well, then the tow truck won't get here on time. Well, if I do that, the battery will go dead. Well, maybe I could push start it. Oh, but then it would be down the hill, and I don't, I, I don't have enough to push the car back up the hill. Car is a two, two-man job to push start. And then uh, I think you girls just, you ask why instead of accepting what is and getting to solve the fucking problem. There's always the why or the whining and the... Why is life like this? Oh my God, did they do? Who over at this at the energy company decided to shut down the grid? I, you know, we ought to write a sweetheart, schnookums, sugar tits. The men are talking now. To quote the great Matt Fulton, the men are talking now, and I really need you to fucking support me, or at least pay the fuck attention. Oh, and meanwhile, see, it's it's not an emergency now. But you guys have been there where seconds matter. Seconds. And you girls are a fucking liability. You're a goddamn liability because it's like you can't operate at that speed. You're not, you're, I don't know if you, you lack the critical assessment skills or the speed or, hey, get with the plan. And there's always why, why, why when it's of penultimate, penultimate, ultimate, I, don't, I forgot it. It's of key importance to start making the right decisions quickly so that you can save a situation. Because there are instances, and none of them are coming to me now. If it hits me, I'll, I'll be able to tell you, where the, the decisions in the first five to ten seconds could save you hours, sometimes days, of trouble and tribulation down the road. And God damn it, if you women just don't don't just let the guy have the reins 
and help and comply. It's always why. What are we doing? It's so unfair. Oh my goodness. What's going on? Ah! Do they beat that out of women when they go into the military? I'm, no, seriously, I want to know. Because that is a vital skill. Terrence Pop could tell us about this. Like, hey, seconds count, man. We got to move. And you got to go, why are the Iraqis attacking us? Oh my goodness. Should we talk to them? Oh, that's another thing. They decided uh, the electrical guys. So there's noise. And I was like about to record. I'd gotten into a little bit of a segment. Sure enough, trucks are outside working on the electrical wires. Electricity doesn't work. It just oh, and then Microsoft decides to update. I'm like, okay, I guess the world the world has decided today we're gonna try and fuck Aaron up the ass. You know what old Aaron did? Aaron said, fuck it. Old captain said, fuck it. World's not fucking me up my ass. I decided I was gonna go down to the local coffee shop where there was electricity, where there was air conditioning, and where I could get a good omelet. They got some omelets. And I just sat there. Used my cell phone because you, you can't... Tr- See, you got to learn to counterfuck the world back. You got to predict how the world is going to fuck you that day. And then you get a counterfucker back device, basically making sure they can't do it. You ensure against every world going to fuck you over move it's going to be that day. And I knew that this coffee store had marginal self. Oh, we have Wi-Fi. We're going to advertise we have Wi-Fi. Yeah, 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 on Tuesdays between 2.46 and 2.49. And you just say, you know what? That's why I got the unlimited data plan on my phone. That's why I got it. So I don't bother with this shit. Oh, it doesn't have internet. I got to go to the next place. Oh, it doesn't have... Nope. I carry my internet wherever I go. And that has saved me hundreds of dollars having to deal with the asshole console. And I just fired up my little... Wi-Fi spot there, and I I prevented the I counterfucked the world back. I didn't even let them fuck me over. I counterfucked them over back in return. Preemptive counterfucking over is what I did to the world. And the world's pissed off. The world's pissed off. I saw I saw Microsoft was going to download its updates. It was going to take forever. I say yeah, you know what? Let it do it. Because what would happen otherwise? You start recording. I know I know the rookies and the noobs out there. Who wonder why their audio has gone to shit. See, I, I've learned. I've taken the advice from David Serini and Matt Forney. And you may not like those people, but they, they gave me advice on recording quality. I'm, I followed it. Other people don't. And then they wonder why their audio goes to shit. My favorite is when they have a, a Google Hangout. Different people have Google Hangouts. And we're not talking noobs. We're talking people who are regular Listeners to the show, regular, uh, not listeners, regular uh, participants of different shows on different podcasts. And they don't know to turn down their fucking volume. So when somebody talks, there's an echo. And it's like, th- these are podcasts that have been going on for years. There was one, uh, Ann Sturzinger, <clears throat> she hangs out with a bunch of millennial retards. Um, nice kids, don't get me wrong, but you're millennial re- And they had this guy... Who had just this shitty ass microphone. And uh, it was annoying. It was like listening to a robot talk. It was like Sandman but even more annoying. If you know the... Like Sandman does a voiceover. He he uh, anonymizes his voice. But this is just... It, it was it was horrible. And it was annoying. It was grating. That's what it was. It was grating. Like, hey, do you want to sponsor the show? I'm like, yeah. Tell Fuck Knob over there to get a real microphone. 
because uh, that's annoying as hell, and I can't listen to it. I can't imagine anyone else that wants to listen to it. Oh, you know, that's it. Then they try and give you excuses, so they don't have to make the changes. We see that. I think it gives a little bit of color. All right, fine. Keep fucking Droid Man on. I, I, I'm not going to sponsor the show. I'm not going to listen to the show. It's very interesting and funny. Way. It's a great show. You just decide to put fingernails on a chalkboard. Anyway, so now I think I think the I think I tired the world out. The world today tried to fuck me in the ass five times. Sorry, it's so crass. This is just the mood I'm in. And I blunted its dick each and every five times. And now that the world has a bent dick, it's starting to rethink about fucking with Aaron Clary again. And it stopped. The electricity came back on. Microsoft, ah, Microsoft, hey, you fuckers over in Seattle, guess what? Hey, you didn't, you didn't secretly upgrade my Windows 7 to Windows 10, you cocksucking motherfuckers. Oh, Windows 7. That's old Clary. Aaron Clary's got Windows 7. All my machines have Windows 7. No, I'm not going to 8. No, I'm not going to the 9 existent 9. And I sure the fuck ain't going to 10. Because that's how Microsoft permanently sticks its dick inside of your asshole. You got Windows 8. Well, that was like having a... That was like having barbed wire shoved up your ass is what Windows 8 was like. But Windows 10 is without the barbed wire wrapped dick. It's just just some guys. It's just, uh, well, Steve Ballmer's gone now too. Windows 10 is still a pain in the ass. I'm not, nope. Windows 7. First it was, it was Windows 3.1. Then it was XP. Vista was all right. And now it's Windows 7. One in every three, you guys get it right. So we got Windows 7. I denied Microsoft. I blunted its dick. From fucking me in the ass. So now Microsoft's limping back to Seattle because it couldn't get me to install Windows 10. The electricity is on, so I, I screwed over the electric company. Uh, I got wireless over at the uh, coffee shop. Still was able to answer my emails, get it done. Give a big finger to the world. Oh, hey, hey June 13th, world. Aaron Clary's giving you a finger. You are not fucking over Aaron Clary today. Hell no. Ain't gonna happen. Of course, deep down inside, I know this is just statistical bad luck. But it is so frequent today. There was so much bad luck that I had to outmaneuver that it almost makes it seem like there's a sentient entity behind it. There's there's an intelligent being causing this to happen. I know everyone has those bad days. I had a bad year one time where just absolutely nothing was going my way. And there I almost slipped into the uh, you know, my God, there has to be a God because this is such statistically bad luck. Uh, it, it's not It's not possible this is accidental. Uh, and then you kind of get into the DT of DT in the man at theblackbrigade.org where he hates God. It's an interesting, I'm an atheist, but I hate God. It's like, wait a minute. If you hate God, that's not atheist. That's, I guess the closest thing would be Satanism if you hate God, if you follow the religious teachings of Christianity. But hating God acknowledges that God's existence, so that is not atheist. It could be agnostic, uh, but it is not atheist. Atheist is like there is no God. Uh, The closest I've ever heard is, okay, there's a God, but he's indifferent, or he's malicious, he's doing this for pure entertainment and shits and giggles. I, I could go with that. Um. But yeah, it, it, I don't. I don't believe that today, or even that one day of our year of horrendously bad luck. It was. It was just the world. 
Think about it this way. What's more likely? There's a God out there who's almighty and powerful. Hey, I'm going to fuck around with this guy this month. Hey, look, it's Job. And he's going to write a book in this funny compilation of books. Or is it that the world is really populated with a bunch of fucked up things and fucked up people? Had a guy call me from uh, my website. This is another 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 little rumble strip in the road that slows you down. Another little little inefficiency. Kept getting a call from this this uh, area code. I'm like, okay, this doesn't look. I, I don't recognize this number, but it doesn't look like one of those regular one eight hundred numbers that call you. It's like a like a telemarketer. And so it was my hosting company that that got my websites through. Is this Aaron? Yeah. Hey, this is whatever his name was, Jim, over at the place that I have my... Well, we, we're just calling and seeing how things are going. Fucking fine, Jim. What do you want? Oh, well, you know, I'm just wondering. We, I see you have several websites here. Do you do you uh, do your web hosting? I'm like, no, I do that through my IT guy. Oh, well, now my IT guy is brilliant. Brian Johnson Designs, by the way. I'll freely plug him. He's a great web designer. Well, okay, I design my website. He does all the back-end stuff. Don't <laughs> let's before before I torpedo Brian Johnson's career. Brian Johnson did not design asshole consulting. All right, just just to let you know, I did that. That's my work. Brian Johnson does all like a hey, set up the email stuff and security and and all that. So he he does that. Uh, but he also does website design. So Brian Johnson Design, you can check him out. Uh, I say no, Brian. My, my my IT guy does it. Now Brian's a brilliant man. He he knows his shit. And the guy says. Well, now, do you know you need uh, security SSL certificates? Because if he doesn't have, and I just like, I'm trying to turn my phone up so that it lights up again. Because if you don't click on it, the the screen doesn't light up and you can't see the buttons to hang up on, Jim. So I finally look, oh, there it is. And I hung up on it. Well, not going to get me today. No, sir. Mm -mm, Not going to happen. I am going to go down to the dildo store and get a huge world up the ass fucking dildo and I'm going to fuck the world back today. And right now it's Clary 5 World Zero. Come on, what else you got? Let's go. Come on, world. What do you got? Let's do it today. Come on. Unless it's cancer or a truck that jumps the, the sidewalk. What what bullshit you going to throw in my world? Because I've been, I've been dancing with you, motherfucker. I have been boxing with the world in the ring for 42 years. I know its moves. I can predict it now. Every little cocksucking motherfucking piece of shit trick it's tried before, I can counter and punch it right back. Maybe that's what happens when you're 40. You finally wrestle the world. You figure it out in its modern-day incarnation. You can wrestle. You figure, ah, that's how it works here. I fucking got it. Finally got it. You tame the world. You think you got it. Then you get lazy. You start resting on your laurels. You start getting some dividends and payments. You streamline it. You start making the world work for you. But at that moment, once you stop finding the world, the world all of a sudden evolves and changes on you. So by the time you're 65, you're like, yeah. You're outdated and, and you don't know how the real world works anymore. You give lame-ass advice. Vox Day had a great post today. Voxday.blogspot.com about the bitter generation. And uh, he didn't write it. It was, a, it was a comment he received from one of his readers. And it was about uh, how the baby boomers, the advice they gave was just utter shit because they grew up in the most sheltered, rare, fragile environment where all you had to do was go to school, try, and you do well. And they still managed to fuck that up. And so the advice they gave was this 
picturesque, lame, delusional uh, advice. And then if you didn't succeed like them, oh, you're just lazy. Uh, but however, that is true because I know everyone likes to pick on the baby boomers. But uh, man, did they bring up some lazy fucks of generations, both the Gen Xers and the millennials. But I think that's what you got to, this again, this is why when it comes to data, why even, I even uh, downloaded Tinder for a client at Asshole Console. Yeah, I never used Tinder, but I'm always worried that like, oh, you know, it's been 20 years since I was a 20 something. I don't know what's going on in that world. And I stick my head in there, read. I try the Tinder and I'm like, ah, it's worse than what it was in the 90s. Who thought that was possible? No one does that though. Nobody old. They just think that, oh, hey, things are the same as you were in 1923. You want to get the 4T model, not the A model. It's got more sturdy suspension. Mm. It's so quaint and cute, these boomers. Like, they kind of know now, you know? They're kind of the, the meek, sheepish, bashful. They know they fucked up generation. And now they're just kind of like quietly retiring. Although I will say... And this was, it, it shows you there's still a little bit of evil and narcissism left in them. There's still, there's still these remnant settlements or colonies of entitled leftist hippie baby boomers. Because I got uh, poor Richard's retirement and uh, a, a huge demographic that would benefit from it would be baby boomers because 85% of them don't have enough to retire. And so I was researching and trying to find places to advertise and I'd say one in every three, maybe more than, more like 40%, not one in two, not one in three, but about 40% of these sites, you know, different, the most popular baby boomer websites, according to Alexa and different research methods. Yeah, one in every 2.5 was the young people are going to take our money. Oh, George, or not George Bush. Oh, Donald Trump is going to hate us. Oh, he betrayed us. He's a, he's a baby boomer too, and he betrayed us. The us versus them, the we're entitled because what? We protested against the Vietnam War bullshit. Just these rank, lifelong parasites, none of whom are going to get visits in the nursing home. None. Like, they really do believe. And I think after, like, for, at the beginning, you can't believe your own shit. You can't really believe when you're younger that going and majoring in music therapy is going to land you a real job. You deep down inside, there's a kernel of like, yeah, I know I'm going to be a Weasley lazy fucker and see if I can't score myself some taxpayer money in the form of a government grant and then act like I have a career because ultimately I don't want to work hard. There's an element of that. But I don't know, by the time you're 60 or 70 years old and that's the life you've lived, constantly scamming one thing from another, living from handout to handout, from taxpayer check to taxpayer check, you actually start to believe your bullshit because your brain's starting to deteriorate. You actually think millennials that you lied to, telling them to go to college and give your generation of professors, although it's now increasingly going to the Gen X people, Gen X professors, giving you guys trillions, literally trillions of dollars in tuition money. You want to talk about a wealth transfer? Look at that. Uh, after, after you screw these kids over with that wealth transfer, lie to them with marketing, especially you feminists, you destroyed Millions, about 100 million poor women's lives, maybe more like 200 million if you throw in the, the Gen Xers, or Gen Zers that are coming on board and the baby boomer women. You've destroyed most women's lives in this country. You, you're still, you still think they haven't paid enough? 
I, I, you, you, you only ruin their lives both financially, politically, economically, and romantically. Uh, it's not enough. They still got to pay your parasitic vampiric ass. And so that, that uh, you know, I was thinking, eh, maybe, you know, maybe the baby boomers had their epiphanal moment. Maybe they, they figured it out. And now I'm looking like, nah, you're still the cocksucking piece of communist hippie shit from the 60s and 70s you always were. You guys, you guys, you know, I, most of them have quietly shut the fuck up. They went to their churches and their synagogues. They realized they fucked up. They look at their their destroyed families if they had one. They look at their eight or nine ex-spouses. They look at their score of, of uh, uh, stepkids and half-siblings and half-brothers and half-sisters. I think most of them have the humility to admit they fucked up. But there's still a good contingent of them out there that... that is, that's how they're going to be remembered because that's how most of them live their life. They're going to be remembered as these arrogant, unapologetic, narcissistic fucks. They are. Again, Gen X and the Millennials are no better. But uh, that, that was another one. That was like where it's like, oh yeah, the, world's, the world just... And, and they didn't realize. They didn't, they didn't make the evolution. They didn't stay in touch with the use or the changing sociological, economic, and political times of the country. They still give the same old advice. They still believe the same old bullshit they were taught, taught by their Marxist infiltrating professors in 1968. They don't, they're completely selfish, not selfless. They can't think of other kids. I don't mean that in a let me help people out, give them money. I mean that in a, in a uh, is it empathetic, where you try to understand the other person's position? You know, like, I want to know, what is Tinder like? I don't know. I downloaded it, figured it out, figured it out it's utter crap. But at least I figured I became empathetic, or I figured out what it's like to do. I'm like, whoa, hang on. Now let me combine the wisdom I have from the excess years of life I have uh, with the experience that you have that I just lived for myself, and let me kind of give you a, a course correction here. So that you don't continue pissing away your time on this Tinder thing. Oh, not the baby boomers. Oh, no, no, no. You need to go to college. Any degree is a good degree. A degree is just to get your foot in the door. Uh, You gotta take care of the old. We ain't paid into the system. All right, let's do some sponsors here. Uh, where'd it go? It's here somewhere. It is Worthless Degree Awareness Month. Speaking of horrible advice, t- talk about the biggest lie ever told. It's not that men and women are the same. Well, that's a pretty big one. The biggest lie ever told is that y'all got to go to college. That's not true. That is definitely not true. Matter of fact, it's probably the worst thing you could do right now. As a young man or woman. All right. So, be, hey, hey, how about this? Instead of saying that other people are ignorant, why don't you stop being ignorant, uh, ignorant yourself? Get the book Worthless. The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. And if you have a loved one that you actually give a shit about, you know, you actually want to raise, you want to give them some wisdom, uh, they don't have to be your kid. They just have to be a younger person you actually give a crap about. Nephew, niece, friend, somebody. Give them a copy of Worthless. Make sure they don't go down the... I gave this kid... I got invited to a graduation party. 
Nice young kid. Good looking kid. He's going to go off to UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth. I don't know why, but he is. And, um, I gave, and you, sh- you should see him. His eyes lit up. He's like, thanks. Like, he actually appreciated it. I, I think the younger kids are starting to realize, especially with all the news, look, no one really wants to go to college except for, like, losers who have nothing else going on in life. But he, I think a lot of these kids are, like, realizing there's a scam, especially with this huge price tag attached to it. And he's really appreciative. You're not going to insult these kids. Like, hey, want to make sure you don't fuck up. And that's how you could deliver that book. If you got a kid who really doesn't want to go to college or doesn't know if he or she wants to go to college or you yourself don't know if you don't want to go to college, get the other book, Reconnaissance Man. All right? There's no rush to go to... Take a gap year. Take a gap half a decade, for God's sake. Go do some fucking thing else. Work. Make money. You know, if you don't go to school and you don't borrow the $250,000, you could probably work up the money to make a serious down payment on a house. So when all your friends who are so much smarter than you and they're so much ahead of me because they're graduating from college with their degrees and all I have is this $175,000 I saved up. All I'm, all I'm doing is buying a house and taking out a 25% mortgage uh, and my rent's down to $200 a month and I feel like a loser. I've had a couple of those people. A couple people went into the trades right out of high school. I think one was, was sitting on like seventy five grand. And he felt like a loser compared to his graduating friends because he was 22 and all of his friends were graduating. I'm like, dude, are you joking me? You got to say, you're in better shape than me, motherfucker. You had 75 grand. And, and you have like four years work experience. These kids are graduating with 100 grand in debt. And, and you feel like bad that you're not. I, I don't care what people say. It's money. I know. I know the left wants to villainize and criminalize money. They just want, oh, money is so bad and money, it's not all about the money, man. Then why, I ask, do leftists keep wanting money? Money is a great measure of time, of intelligence, although it can also be criminality and unethical behavior. But it's also a good scorecard for you younger folks. Once you get up into the billions, it's like, ah, whose dick did you suck? Oh, you're a Clinton. Oh, no wonder. Right, so, But if you're talking you know, below 200000 a year, it's kind of a scorecard. Hey, what do you make? I make $30,000 a year, and I bust my ass off. Well, then then you probably, if you're younger, all right, but eh, it's not too good if you're 30, unless you're purposely trying to be a minimalist. I have $75,000 saved up in my savings account, and I'm 18. That's a pretty good score, dude. Matter of fact, I don't know. You're in like the top 0.1 of 1% of 18 or 22 year olds by that time. You can, it's a great, it's a great tool of great metrics. I'm a, I'm a 25 year old, uh, uh, music therapy doctorate with $250,000 in debt. Whoa. Hey, wait, how much? 250,000? No thanks. That's like, you know, it's, it's like uh, the opposite of white blood cell count. It's like, ooh, you have no white blood cell. That's bad. That's, I'm not going to invest in that body. Anyway, get worthless. Young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. We have Praxy. If you need to contact the old captain for emergency asshole consulting purposes, you can contact me directly through the Praxy app. P-R-A-X-E-Y. You can go to my Praxy page, praxy.com slash home slash user slash asshole consulting. People have used it in the past. It's it's a, it's a 75%, 25% hit or miss. It's still got some bugs. It's such a new thing, but it's basically FaceTime. 
but it's $2 a minute. So, if you call and I'm awake, I will pick up. Oh, excuse me. But have your question ready. Poor guy called up and I picked up. He's like, oh, I didn't know you'd pick up. I'm like, well, why'd you call? He's <laughs> like, oh, well, I should have thought my answer, my question through. But I'm like, yeah, you should have because it's $2 a minute. So be, be, I don't look. I want to make money for my time, but I don't want to bilk you guys either. You know, and it's kind of painful for me while you try and stumble out your questions. So you can contact me with the Praxi app, but please save yourself a lot of money. Be succinct. Get your questions up front and do expect me to pick up. Um, and then also expect to maybe go, here's the other thing. Make sure you got good cell phone reception or internet reception because it's, it's internet based. Right? If you're out in bumfuck Egypt and you're driving across South Dakota, don't fucking call me on Prexy. We're going to lose you. And then every time you call back, there's a $25 connection charge. Then I got to contact the guy and say, no, it's the same caller. Please refund the kid his money. All right? So just make sure it, it, you're a good, solid internet connection with your phone. Not through your computer. The phone. Don't go through the computer. It's the phone. It's made for a phone. Like, don't put regular gas in a diesel engine. It's just like that. Anyway, you can get the Praxi app through the Google Store and the iPhone thing that uh, all the gay people use because they don't like real computers or real cell phones. Real Mark Baxter, realmarkbaxter.com. When you're sick of tired, listen to the old captain. Tune in to Mark Baxter's podcast. You can visit him at www.realmarkbaxter.com. Entrepreneurs in Cards, our friend Rich up in Canada. Him and Trudeau, they have a nice, they got, they're buddies, man. They're all, they're all, they're uh, bosom buddies up there. And, and Ke- actually, he probably hates it because uh, Rich is actually a masculine man and has worked for a living. And uh, you might like to get some of his advice. So check out his channel, Entrepreneurs in Cars. It's on YouTube. Have you bought your nose hairs trimmers? No. Have you bought your uh, hobby distillery? No. Have you bought anything else cool, like uh, your bullet recompressors? No. Well, why don't you start? Okay, don't pull nose hairs out of your nose with your fingers no more. It hurts and makes you cry and wince. All right? Go get some nose hairs trimmers. How do you get nose hairs trimmers? You go to the Captain's Amazon affiliate program. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Why not Amazon? Because I don't make money that way. You got to go to my site first. So you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. It's in the top right there on the sidebar. And it takes you to Amazon's site. There'll be a little bit of extra code in the URL. That tells Amazon you came from my site. All your online shopping, all of it. During that shopping session, I get between a 6 and 7% commission. You don't pay any more. You don't have to do the Patreon. You don't have to donate. You don't have to do nothing. All I ask is that you get into the good habit of not going to Amazon.com directly. You go to my site first. You click on the banner. You go to my Amazon affiliate program. And if you do all my Amazon, all your purchases, all of it, you just go there. You do it. You tell your family, your friend, hey, go help out this crazy guy on the internet. Why? Just because. Oh, okay. And then I make money. Uh, if you do that, that does more to help out the old podcasting. Keeps uh, it keeps my uh, web designer Brian Johnson Designs dot com in business. Not to keep mention, keep the electricity on. So uh, yeah, do all your Amazon and for other people like cynical libertarian. Does Chris Beckloff have it? I don't think so. I was thinking about putting together like a how to make money on the internet seminar, and I wouldn't open it up to the public. I just open it up to all my colleagues who do a really shit job of it. 
charge people a thousand dollars. Hey man, why are you trying to do that? Because you fuckers aren't listening. You aren't paying the fuck attention. And even if you do, you do not take action on it. Oh, and I only am so angry because I care. Uh, anyway, then we have my books. The other books are out there. Reconnaissance Man, I mentioned that before. If you don't know what to do after high school or you don't know what to do after college or you're thinking about dropping out of college or you just admit it, you plain don't know what the fuck you're doing in life, hey, maybe you should get a plan before you continue to wanderously aim and piss away the short 78 years of life expectancy you have on this planet. Get reconnaissance man. The black man's got out of poverty. That's for every man who happens to be black and in poverty. And here's the key thing. Wants to get out of it. If you want to bitch and whine about it and that's more important to you than getting out of it, well, go listen to Jesse Jackson, the Democrat Party, Barack Obama, or any of the rank-and-file continued oppression victim whores out there. But if you actually want to get out of poverty and make money, get the book Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. All right? That's uh, a lot of good, uh, upstanding, true black gentlemen are reading it, have read it, endorse it. And you can see, uh, uh, you can go to thenegromanosphere.com. That's O'Shea Jackson's uh, blog. Uh, and I understand, you know, if you want to hang out with your own folk. You know, you don't always want to hang out in a white man's world. I got, go to thenegromanosphere.com. That is, it, well, it's exactly what it is. It's the manosphere, but for Negroes. So it's thenegromanosphere.com. So um, O'Shea, is, he's not the only author there. There's other uh, 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 black gentleman authors as well. And um, yeah, just go talk talk shop over there. And you're always welcome on Cappy Cap, though, of course, as well. Uh, we have uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. That's for every man out there, regardless of your skin color. Uh, it would be, I'd say it's for women, too, but it's got math and truth and reality and harsh reality and harsh truths about sexuality and that men like tight asses, long legs, long hair, and big boobs and other oppression, hate-filled. I got, okay, all right. Black Joe Kojak, any of the black, okay, I know Black Joe uh, Kojak is listening. Miguel a little bit less, because um, these guys are cool enough to make some comments. I just got, and I got, I'm going to be politically incorrect. I looked it up, uh, obesity rate. Are, are there any skinny black chicks? Are there? I'm being deadly serious. Because I get pissed off when the old GF gains a couple pounds. Like, hey, 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 no more scotch for you. We're going to go running now. Hey, 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 no more martinis for you. We're going out to the Colorado Rockies. We're going to go climb a couple things. But as as bad as it is with the, the white girls, again, I've been out for quite some time. Holy shit, we're at a restaurant. And I'm looking, and it, again, it's a good thing to do, uh, no matter what your race, but especially for Americans, Americans in general, is to wipe the wool from your eyes and just look around at all the fat people. We are genetically hardwired to look at the sexy people, the skinny people, the ripped people, the buff people, girls for guys. But just stop and look around at both sexes, not just the women, but both sexes, and look at how many people are fat. And I can, I can totally understand now why Europeans, and especially Asians, they come here like, holy cow, everyone's fat. You don't see it because your eyes only focus on the good-looking people. I did. I did it today at the at the grocery store. I'm like, God damn, just just God damn, damn. Well, near three out of four people are overweight. I don't mean that ah, they could stand to lose a couple pounds. I mean, like you are overweight. It is unhealthy. Your status is right there. 
But we were at a, a restaurant, and this is in kind of more the trendy part of town. <laughs> and you heard him before you saw him. <laughs> like a wicked witch of the north. But it was like way back in our... <laughs> and it got louder. And then I saw, I'm like, not a, not, not a skinny one. And not even one, ah, she's got some curve. It was rotund. It was spherical. It was gross. And and, it, and, and then they go out of their way to, to dress. Like, what are you trying to dress up? Why are you putting nails and, and the weaves and colorful clothing on a pile of shit? It's not fooling anybody. And I know the same could be said for for women of any race. It, it, it you know if you're, if you're if you're a crappy canvas, it doesn't matter what paint you put on it. Lipstick on a pig. But god damn, man, I I feel sorry for you guys. Like you know, you probably like to date within your race. Uh, that doesn't mean you're discriminate. We all we have all jumped upon. It's like, oh hey, how you doing? Now, I, I didn't think I had yellow fever before, but now I do. For Hi, I'm Aaron Clary. Um, and, of course, there has been some sisters that have turned the captain's eye. I'm like, whoa, I too could be infected with jungle fever. I will, I will volunteer for the science. For science! For science! Infect me with the jungle fever, and you could be my test subject. And then and, and I'm old for everything with black women, though, by the way. I did go out with a girl quite some time ago. Uh, who happened to be black, but it was just a date. Um, but I am old for five. The black sister, the sisters just don't like me for whatever reason. Like, I'm going to date. Hey, that was great. Hey, come on back. Or I never get the first base of the date to begin with. Um, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just don't like poor clay. Anyway, point being, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I don't, uh, I don't dis- uh, blame you for wanting to uh, diversify and appreciate uh, diversity going outside your race because man a thin black chick that's like uh an employed uh, sociology major you just don't see that it's just uh where the hell was i going oh bachelor pad economic anyways that's for every guy and uh ladies if you would like to read that and be told harsh blunt truths uh your life would improve dramatically sadly you know what's kind of sad women would probably benefit more than men if they read Bachelor Paddock and I. Everybody would benefit from but I think there's so much, so many truth bombs and such. We don't have time for the bullshit. Uh, we got to cut through it because you don't have the life expectancy to read an 8,000-page book where I beat around the bush to to say eight paragraphs, which could be summarized in one sentence. Um, but if women ever took these harsh truths and didn't get emotional about it but just approached it like a, a logical scientist would, and implement it, boy, my God! I boy, product GDP production, economic production would skyrocket. Forget taxes, forget getting rid of regulation. Uh, those are all true things that would certainly help. But man, you want to inspire men to go out forth and kick ass. If women just, if the United States left it, well, let's do some math. Hang on, let's do some math. Let's see how many metric tons the American women need to lose. I know this is horrendously politically incorrect, but let's just do okay. Percent. Let's let's do it. Let's do it real like now. Let's do it real like now. I want to know what percent of American females are obese. Percent of American females obese. 
prevalence of obesity among women in her 40s and 50s. Oh, that's like almost 17 years old. Uh, 2010. This is pre. Two thirds of adults were overweight. Uh, 33% are obese. And that is what, 2010? That was 2008, so it's probably even... Oh, here's some charts. Overweight adults age 18 or older by race or ethnicity. Males are in the... Girl, men are over more overweight than women. Uh, in pretty much every category. Guys, what the hell? Let's go, guys. Come on, women are beating you in this category. All right, non-Hispanic black. Oh, wait, I take it back. The women are... <laughs> My eyes do not disagree. Hey, the empirical data is out there. All you got to do is look and acknowledge what you see. Okay. Every racial category, there are more obese men than women except black. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. You poor sons of bitches. Um, okay. Other Hispanics, 74% men, 68% women, Mexican-American. Why do they delineate? The numbers ain't even that different. Okay. 75, 72 Non-Hispanic black, um, non-Hispanic, look, black, hey, the, bro oh, look at this, is it every, look at this, every racial category, out of all the guys out there, black men have the lowest obesity, oh, look at that, you guys are first place in one thing, all right, there we go, um, okay, well, that's because you're probably banging these huge fat chicks, you get a huge workout, <laughs> no wonder you're so skinny. Oh, the most politically incorrect show. Yeah, so black men have the lowest overweight percentages. Still 69%. Uh, Non-Hispanic white females, 60%. White male, 72%. Total, 71 So all the guys are roughly in the low to mid-70s. Black men are the only ones underneath 70. Females are all... Man, they're kind of across the board. Women are the only ones below 60% in any category. White women. Black women are the largest at 76.3. Mexican and Latinas are 72 and 68. What was I going to do? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Totals. Okay, so 62. Well, I, I have to take this back. Men need to lose more weight than the women. Uh, I do know, yes, guys, I know, I know. Women don't care that much about a man overweight. They care about his page. I understand, I understand. I'm just trying to be fair here. All right, <clears throat> let's do the math. 62% uh, of the women are overweight, and I don't know what by what amount. So there is 150, nah, it's 160, but then some of those are kids. Let's go back to 150 million. 150 million, one, two, three, one, two, three. 150 million American women. Uh, let's say the average woman is overweight by 35 pounds. So 35 times uh, 150 million times, what was the percent that was overweight? 62.1 times 0.621. Okay, that's uh, how many pounds? 3.6 billion pounds equals that divided by 2,000. American women need to lose 1.6 million tons of weight. 
1.6 million tons of fat. That's what women got. Men got, we got worse. You know, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Okay. It's 71.4 for men. Let's just switch that number out. Uh, 71.4. But I was right. The black guys are getting screwed over because they're thinner than the women. Only black men are thinner than the women. Every other guy out there is fatter than the women. All right, men got to lose 1.9 million tons. I know none of you guys are going to do it. No one's going to do it. We don't want to do it. That would take effort. That would take time. And by God, big is beautiful. All right, let's continue on with the sponsors. Uh, Worthless. Oh, we already talked about that. Enjoy the decline. If you've just given up, and I don't blame you, uh, just uh, learn to enjoy the decline, guys. Just There's no reason to get worked up about shit out of your control. I was having a very interesting conversation with a buddy of mine. And uh, this guy, he's got about, he's got 10 years on me. He's 10 years my senior. Kind of very older brother. I've, I've learned some lessons from him. So we're just chit-chatting and... This guy is, you guys want to talk about a minimalist. He's a multimillionaire. I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Multiple properties, owns them cash outright, bills out at $300 an hour. I said, what are you going to be, you know, what are you doing this summer? And I, oh, just going to have coffee and listen to some music and drink at my house and maybe go and, and get some food every once in a while. And that's it. I said, you want to travel? He's like, no, I'm Kind of too tired. I just want to stay in. And I said, you even pay attention to politics anymore? I was like, no, no, not really. And we kind of both came to the conclusion that more him, but less so me. Neither of us got kids. And we're to that point where we've learned no matter what you've tried to do in the past, trying to convince people of wisdom, be it education, dating, career, particularly politics, but um, but not just relegated to that, and how nobody's listening, and that we're both very thankful we didn't have kids, because for the most part, we're in the, we're in the last, eh, we're downhill. We have no vested, no guy without kids, and that's the key thing, but for those of you bachelors out there who have no kids, and you're, I'd say, 40 plus, even though 40 is still relatively young, you got to realize that we're just in coast mode now. You put in your dues, you put in your time, you've established your career. You don't have to make as much money as my buddy. But unless you majorly fuck up, you just get to coast and enjoy the decline. And a lot of people are, are still, like, they're still holding on, still vested somehow in politics, the future outcome of the country. And I don't get how my buddy, and, and to a lesser extent me, because you guys kind of know where I am on this, I'm like, well, don't you care about this? Don't you care about Coleman? It's like, no, what? you know what? We wasted how many years of our lives getting worked out. It didn't change anything. It didn't stop the, the, the relentless march of socialism. The millennials now, are, they're, the, they're the future. It's like, holy shit, no one's going to overcome that. And you know what? We don't have to. All that has to be done is the rest of the world, China included particularly, the rest of the world has to keep being more corrupt than the United States so a world reserve currency can never dethrone the dollar. 
which will allow the United States to continue to print off and ass rape the world while our inflation stays low because we export our inflation. As long as the lights stay on, that's all we really care about. As long as the lights stay on, we could download our podcasts, uh, and there's, you know, the internet still works. We don't care. We really don't care about the future of the country. And there's this huge burden, like, I didn't pay attention to politics. Take a look at Chris Beckloff and his uh, cadre of uh, hosts and, and regular callers and, and, and um, guests he has on his podcast. They were all, and rightly so, worked up about the election and it was important. They did the covering, but it was their lives. His co-host, uh, Undertow, had a, had a meltdown, had a nervous breakdown that he couldn't function anymore. He is he is not actually disabled, but he is effectively disabled because he cannot he couldn't handle the politics anymore because he actually cared. And of course, the guy's only twenty two or twenty three, maybe twenty four, twenty five. Not me and my buddy. Oh no, no. We we got ours, and I know it's selfish and greedy and amoral, but I don't I don't care what happens. Don't care. He doesn't care. I don't care. And the hell if we're going to waste the last quarter of the football game wasting it worrying about politics and the crap we did. Oh, well, it's entertaining. We'll watch it. I'll point it out. I enjoy more the philosophy or the why behind it. Unlocking the how the leftist mind works is, is I think, one of my greater accomplishments. But no, really, you know, it's, it's just laziness and ego. And just to see how that works and then reminding them and reminding you guys how they're going to piss away their lives, how they're ruining their lives, what's really important in life. That's kind of fun. But this getting worked up and, oh, call me this. Oh, did you see? What's her name? What's her name? Interviewed Vladimir Putin. I don't know. Don't care. Oh, he, she was with Alex Jones. Oh, I didn't even know Alex Jones was divorced because there's a potential thing that he was banging one of these millennial chicks that he has on. I, I, I don't care. Don't care. And it's a, it's a, let me tell you, ignorance truly is bliss. It truly is. Although I would say we're not being ignorant. People who like study politics and stay on top of it and that's their life. They're the ones that are ignorant because they don't realize yet, yet they're wise. They're certainly wiser than people who read People magazine, but they haven't gotten to the point to realize it isn't going to change anything and that they're wasting their time. And all the Fox News junkies and the CNN whores and oh, you, oh, did you say, oh I'm going to retweet. Oh, do you see what Mike Cernovich said? Oh, my God. Not saying it's not relevant. Not saying it's not important. Not saying it's not germane. But if you're 40 and you've done it right, you know, like you've put in, you've tried to convince people and you slowly realize no one's being convinced, you've earned your right to retire from this game. Oh, and I think 40 is kind of the magic age. I think we're going to get Social Security, and I think the lights will be on until we're 80. I think we can last it another 40 years. I think we can keep this bullshit up. Because I don't see a, a contender to dethrone the United States for world reserve currency status. And if you don't have kids, fuck it. What do you care it happens? And your time is better spent enjoying life, having fun, relaxing, and not getting worked up about this stuff. And so the best way to do that is get the book, Enjoy the Decline. I saw DT of the blackbrigade.org. He still cared. He still had a little bit of passion, a little bit of fire. He did not learn to enjoy that. I even had to remind him, I'm like, hey, 
Did you did you uh, read Enjoy the Decline? It's this book I got on. You guys can read it too. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, as are the rest of my books. Curse of the High IQ, that's for all you guys out there who have a high IQ, which is pretty much anybody listening to this show. And I'm not saying that to kiss your ass and sell books. I'm saying that to sell books and because it's true. This book uh, will alleviate the massive headache of dealing with the commoners, the normies, and the plebs, and the stupid. Uh, You do not realize just how much these people affect your life and lessen your life if you're a smart person. Uh, But you can make it go away. You can all make it go away. Not necessarily tomorrow. I might take a day or two to read the book. But get Curse of the High IQ. Uh, If you're angry, you're agitated, and you don't understand why people don't fucking get simple shit, like why your boss is a dipshit, why do people drive slow, why are people not immediately gassed who drive Chrysler town and countries, you got to get Curse of the High IQ. It will explain everything. It will show you these problems that you've had that have been annoying you in the background that you've been unaware of, but they just grind away at your psyche. And you're like, oh... Really? That and that, I had a girl, um, a fan. Amy was her name, I believe. She was in Australia, and she actually put together a, a video—not a video, but a, an audio—telling me thanks for the book because it just explained everything. It was it, look. It's better than going to therapy. Like, oh, I'm not gonna run. I don't have a lot of friends. I, I'm not meeting a lot of people. I don't have a great social life. Well, chances are you might have a really high IQ, and there just ain't that many fucking smart people around to be friends with. Anyway, get that book. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. And then we have other people's book, uh, The Economics of Catholic Subsidiarity. You can go to www.jamesdeprisco, D-E-P-R-I-S-C-O, jamesdeprisco.com, where he has his book for sale called The Economics of Catholic Subsidiarity, and it's about how to prevent socialism, leftism, and feminism infiltrating your church. He also has a, a blog and a podcast. Uh, you just go to the website there. You'll find it all. It's all there at jamesdeprisco.com. Frank Servi's book, Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight, and his recent run, recent one, The Bro Next Door. Oh, I also got the other one, Corporate Land, Surviving Cubicle Warfare. Uh, the Bro Next Door, the background reads, Chad Swager is a typical American male who enjoys wearing a polo shirt to the office, even more so than getting drunk on the weekends with the guys. In his high school yearbook, he stated that his ambitions in life were to work for a large beer company and to become a skilled lover between the sheets. Half as chummy as he thinks he is and twice as desperate, Chad's erotic sexual exploits tend to be awkward in the wake of his supreme thirst for love, desire, and admiration. Darkly funny and utterly offensive, The Bro Next Door is a twisted character study that exposes a rare side of the characteristic American bro. There's that one. Uh, Corporate Land. Frank is actually employing Jim Fear, so he can convert these to audiobook, so I might actually read them. You hear that, Ed Lattimore? I feel bad. Ed actually reads my books, and I don't read his, because I don't have time. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't work anywhere near as hard as Ed Lattimore. Uh, Corporate Land. Each year in America, new recruits enter Sector 9-5, all with the same mission of defending their homes in the suburbs, credit rating, and lifestyle du jour. Says one needs to keep this his castle secure from being repossessed, you must first sign up for a soul-crushing tour of duty in corporate America. Corporate land is the training facility where you will learn, first, the basics of how to, one, survive the commanding war, war warriors, two, avoid office land mines, three, live the high life, four, rank up within your company, and five, ultimately plan your eventual evac. I would say you never enter in the first place. 
Troy McAvoy, a retired big shot turned highly sought after consultant, will guide you through a series of protocols and training all the way from nailing that first interview to hanging up your suit and tie for good. Every year there are many casualties in the war for a paycheck, and being a veteran has no immunity from the new and harsher workplace policies and regulations that are hiding in the concrete jungle, willing to strike you down without mercy. Your training awaits. It's up. To, it's time to suit up. Welcome to corporate land. I wonder if this is fishing off the company pier, fishing off the company pier part two, the male social matrix. I have a feeling I'd like them. I hate. I think I'm going to make that a policy. Also to employ my buddy Jim Fear is if I said, look, for a fraction of what you think it's going to cost you, go to Jim Fear blogs uh, 138.blogspot.com. Have him convert your book into audio, and then I'll listen to it and I'll do a review. Otherwise, one guy wanted me to review a book. I'm like, yeah, for me to read that book, it's just going to be $300 for me to read it. And I know you nerds. You, you, I like reading. Who, you get paid to read? How do you get paid to read? It's like, because I don't like to read, and people actually give a shit about my opinion. They don't care about you bookworms and nerds that read. Did any of you guys in the 80s have this, 80s and the 70s? You had the bead necklace, and every time you read a book, you got a bead. And uh, I think it was in the first grade, and I think I, I had this really sad-looking bead necklace. I had a, I had, you get a shoestring, and you put a bead on it for every book you read. I think I read two or three, and I had this shitty-ass-looking bead necklace. And then all the nerds in the squares, um, they got so bad, some of these assholes had filled up an entire shoestring and then got another bead necklace. And then they'd have their pictures taken with it in the first grade. And I'm like, I should have saved those yearbooks to find out if any of them became authors. There's people who read, and then there are people who do. And reading is not. I know, I know, for you, P.S., for some of you it is. For me, I just got to take it into a podcast form. You figure out everything in life anyway just through listening and paying attention. All right, what else we got here? Uh, Ed Lattimore is not caring what other people think is a superpower. Run Guts Pull Cones by Adam Piggott. Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. And you could go to his website, pushingrubberhill.com, to listen to his podcast and read his musings and writings marty andrade's nixon's guide to the multiverse that's available in paperback and kindle and his book on db cooper as well for those of you who are sleuths of the db cooper uh, heist very interesting if you don't know what it is just look up db cooper on amazon and marty andrade you'll find it uh we don't do the glimmervale chronicles anymore you, we don't i gotta change that hang on let's update this michael kingswood he writes a book every week asshole it's not Glimmervale Chronicles, although you can buy it. It's the Pericles. 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 Conspiracy by Michael K. All right, good. I've changed that. I'm going to save that now. Uh, basically, it is a very good-sized book. I'd say 400 pages, smaller type. And it is in the not-so-distant future where a spaceship runs across an alien vessel that is distressed it sends a distress signal they find out that the uh, aliens are um, they got eggs and they're going to a new planet and since the spaceship of the aliens is too badly damaged to continue on 
they hand over these eggs to the humans and they say, please take our, care of our children, bring them to this next planet. And so the captain of the ship does so and then the aliens in the crippled ship, they go back to the ship and they blow it up. And so now the captain, who is Josephine Ishikawa, is she captain of the Pyrocles? Yep, she's captain of the Pyrocles. She goes back to the United States or the Earth because it's all the United States. You know, it's like the Federation. And they say, okay, we're going to retrofit the vehicle up. Maybe we can send you back out. You can return these eggs to their home planet. And they find out they're experimenting on the eggs. And thus a quandary faces Captain Ishikawa. So if you like that kind of intergalactic space drama battle, not a roundhouse kicking chick cop. It's actually based on someone he knew in the military. So you know it's going to be good. Get Michael Kingswood, The Pyricles Conspiracy, available in paperback at Kindle and and soon to be audio because he did contact Jim Fear 138blogspotcom uh, Carrie Lutz's viral podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, get Carrie Lutz's book. You can find that at financialsurvivalnetwork.com and visit our good friend Rolo Tomasi at Tap Whiskey. If you want to buy some whiskey, go to tapwhiskey.com. It's Tap Whiskey spelled without the E. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? And not only news, but good news. Because when bad things happen to bad people, it's a good thing. Although, I'm wondering how much of this is legitimate. That's that's what I want. From the Gateway Pundit, this is a bit old, May 3rd. But I did want to bring it to your attention in case you guys and gals missed it. Antifa chick goes to Turkey with Muslim lover boy, gets raped and beaten. <laughs> is it is every once in a once a year these stories come in. But there was one last year where this girl, um, as Chris Beckloff likes to say, a lot of these Christian uh, 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 missionary things is so Madison and Ashley could go and visit the, the poor people over here. It's just basically an excuse to go and travel. And one gal, she was going to bring Jesus or cure poverty or something. She got kidnapped by ISIS, was a sex slave, and then killed. And uh, everyone, oh my God, it's so sad. She was so brave. I'm, I'm like reading through a profile. She was going to major in religious studies. And I'm like, no, no, this is, I no, not all life is precious. Matter of fact, with 7 billion people on the planet, life is pretty fucking cheap. I don't know if you knew that or not, just the economist speaking. Uh, but the world, yeah, it's not any worse off without her, but it's not any better off. She just, she's nobody. What was she going to do? Take take away how cold and callous this sounds. Really, what the fuck is a religious studies major called Tina gonna do? I don't. Know if her name wasn't Tina. But what what is she gonna cure? Is she gonna be the next Elon Musk? Is she gonna write some code to make your life easier? Or is she just gonna live off of daddy and go be some fucking social justice warrior crusaderism type that probably would have jacked up your taxes by half a percent? That's, that's really sadly what most people's lives are. Most people's lives are parasitic. So that particular guy, I just couldn't care. I couldn't raise myself to care. Well, here we go. Uh, Lacey McAuley is a well-known radical left-wing Antifa organizer in Washington, D.C. She was featured in Project Veritas's undercover videos which exposed the Disrupt J20 plot to violently disrupt President Trump's inauguration. Just like every other lunatic leftist, Lacey fell in love with Islam and became obsessed with helping Syrian refugees. We'll stop right here. She did that because her hatred for freedom and the country and capitalism and free markets, probably white males too, I did. certainly Christians, 
her hate is stronger than her own love for herself, respect for herself. That her ideology has completely consumed her to the point this is a mental disease. These people do have a mental disease. I don't say that lightly or funny, uh, but if you don't, if you're not able to watch out and take care of yourself, and you willingly go to, you know, again, we've heard it before where these feminists go to a refugee camp to go help out and then they get raped. I mean, if your ideology, if your religion, if your sick cult blinds you that much that you're drinking Kool-Aid down in South America in 1978, I can't help you. It's bad for you. And you may disagree. You may hate my God. We're trying to help you. you know, had I know this sounds crazy. Had this woman simply followed the advice of evil, traditional, Ward Cleaver, conservative, nuclear family types, she wouldn't have gotten raped down in Turkey. I, now, I don't know if she wanted that or if she prefers that and be able to follow her religion. Uh, or if she says, well, boy, if that would have required for me to admit I'm wrong, my ego can't take that, I'd rather be violated. I don't know. Well, okay, we do know because her actions speak louder than her words. You go to her Twitter feed, it's, it's she's still protesting, she still believes in it and diversity and all that. Uh, but I just, you're not dealing with the same person. You're not dealing with the same person who still bows down and worships at the religion that just violated the hell out of her. Anyway, continuing on because <clears throat> evil people deserve bad things to happen to them. Uh, she fell in love with Islam, became obsessed with helping Syrian refugees wholeheartedly, believing that Islam is the religion of peace. Macaulay details her experience dating a Turkish Muslim man, describing the hell and fear she lived in before he controlled, because he controlled her every, every move she made, beat, and raped her. Islam is still the religion of peace. A. Lacey, and there's a picture of Lacey. And she's actually, oddly enough, quite feminine looking and kind of pretty for a leftist chick. Um, you know, no makeup, of course, or anything. From Lacey McCauley's archive blog post. So she probably took it down. And again, I'm a little bit suspect. I try to go and find uh, a little bit more. Like, is this totally made up? Is she just doing it for attention whoring? Did she actually get raped? I don't know. But this is this is just what she wrote. So I don't know why she'd write it. It's confusing to me. A lot of these gals, like, remember, it wasn't just a gal. There was a guy who got, was he, was he raped or was he just robbed by some Muslim immigrant in, in London or Britain? And he didn't report it because he didn't want to be, or was that Sweden? Usually they don't want to report it because that makes their religion look bad and makes them look wrong and the stupid people that they are. So I don't know what incentive she had to, to write this. Maybe she felt bad. Maybe some self-respect actually kicked in and she wanted to write about it. But then when she realized it ran immediately contradictory to her religion and she has nothing else to point to in life but her religion, then she took it down. I don't know. But let us, let us just enjoy in people getting what they deserve and ask for from the archive blog post, I'm a radical activist based in Washington, D.C. I fell in love with an energetic, charismatic activist I met in November when I was present to write about resistance to the G20 summit, a global event in Antalya. I thought it was Anatolia, Turkey. I came home to the U.S. We talked every day. He was lovely and charming, I thought at the time. He offered a ready smile, engaging kindness, and intelligent conversation. Uh, he said all the right things. Say, what is this all the right things? Women have said that. He said all the right things. You mind ladies sharing with us? Take politics. Take, the, take it out of this. What are the right things? I have a friend. 
He knew all the right things to say. Could you girls compile a book, a list of all these right things to say that only apparently evil scumbags know about? Because the, the, my friend, I swear to God, she said the exact same thing. He knew all the right things to say. And this guy ended up trying to scam her for money. Now, my friend's way too intelligent for that, and she didn't fall for that. And she was, she was depressed and sad and crushed because it turned out he was a charlatan. But what are all the right things? I just had a client on Asshole Consulting that wanted to know what he should say on Tinder. I'm like, don't fucking overthink it. Don't do it. But then all of a sudden, you know, contradicting what I thought was that apparently there are some perfect magical words. The right things to say. Well, what are they, ladies? What did this guy say? What were the exact words that he said so that maybe the good guys could utter these words too and you're not going out with scum? Just what it, it see it. There's logic, reason, evidence, empiricism, sanity. Ah, there's no magic words. That's just over in the theater. That's in movies. Hollywood scripts it up and sets it up like a Hallmark uh, a channel movie. And the girl says this, and the guy says that, and it's all scripted. But in our minds, we. But then apparently, there's this group of guys, all scumbags, all criminals, all rapists, all thieves, and charlatans. And they do know the right thing to say, unscripted, with, with, no, with no training or coaching. So ladies, what is the right thing to say? I have a hard time. He was loving and charming, I thought, at a time. He offered a ready smile, engaging kindness and intelligent conversation. Well, shit, he's not the only guy that's got monopoly on that. I'm sure when I was younger and naive and had hope, I was loving and charming. Uh, I offered a ready smile. I engaged in kindness and intelligent conversation. Apparently, I didn't know the right things to say. And convinced me that he cared about women's rights and activism. Is that is that how to get to a... Because you girls aren't handed it out to any of those uh, pajama boy pussy men that are like hanging out with you. Those guys sure as fuck ain't getting laid. In February... I, these guys, God bless you. God bless you. The... Uh, down in North Africa, down in the Caribbean, over in the Middle East. You guys, if you know, apparently you do know what to say. Now, even I know what to say to these washed-up old UK hags, these 50-something career types, these spinsters, uh, and you guys take them for the money. They come down, uh, sex tourists. And you guys actually, can, I, I, even though these girls are supposed to be so smart, so educated, uh, and they still believe, here's this 25-year-old, uh, uh, Abdullah, he's a ripped, good-looking uh, Tunisian dude. And you guys know exactly what to say to get those women to part with their money. You go, guys. You go. Because if these gals, if they, if, you know, the nice guy who had a job and wasn't going to scam them, by God, you guys do. Go ahead. Greenlight that project. Greenlight the fuck out of it. Matter of fact, go grab a bunch of beef. My first order is president with B-52s. Fly over Tunisia and just drop green lights over Tunisia. Just give them the go. And a matter of fact, keep them. Keep those gals. You want any of these washed up has-beens? You keep, oh, see that you guys don't. You don't want that. You don't really like. I had to go back. Oh, wouldn't that be a nightmare? Poor Bob down in Jamaica. He just wants some free money, and uh, all of a sudden that. 250 pound heifer stays there. I bought a place over in. What's the 
what's the bait? Montego Bay. And the guy's like, oh, shit. See, what does that ever happen? I want to know if, that, if, if this reaches that far. Any of you uh, sex tourist uh, sex guys. Have any of these gals bought property down there and expected, like, you guys would move? Or wait, I bet. Oh, I bet you. Ah, see, you guys are on. Okay. These gals make money. They got careers back at home. Now, they piss away all their money, so they can't just retire. So what they do is they buy a place down there. You guys live in it. And then, like, once the month or once a year she comes down there, you got to tolerate her. But then you get free life. Is that? I'm just wondering if that's how it works. Oh, Green light the fuck out of that shit. Okay. Uh, convinced me I cared about women's right and activism. In February, I decided to return to Turkey with the promise of love driving me forward. I couldn't have known things would turn sour. Uh, the first two weeks were quite the love story. I observed that he was drinking heavily and called him Alki. Well, I thought alcohol was banned in Islam. Oh, well, never mind that. It was just a joke at first. We went to beach and historic sites, and he introduced me to his friends. All seemed to be going well, and I felt that the romance was solidly moving forward. Then came our first night. I had wanted to interview a local woman for an article on the Syrian refugees. He did not approve. He knew the woman and did not like her, so he strictly forbade me from speaking with her. What? <laughs> I know you know, and I know I know, you know I know, but apparently she didn't know. Apparently she missed the memo about how some Muslims treat their women. After I questioned his rationale, he yelled and stormed out of the room to go smoke a cigarette. I stood in the middle of the room, not knowing what to do. Of course, as a Western woman, no one had ever forbidden me from speaking with anyone. Then why are you complaining? How much you want to bet this broad uttered as the patriarchy? I'm oppressed. Men are oppressing us. Well, then in one sentence you say, of course, as a Western woman, no one has ever forbidden me from speaking with anyone else. What, are you oppressed here? Are you oppressed? I, I know, I know. Okay, click. just calm down. Calm down. They can't link. These leftists, it, it is a mental disorder. I might as well get upset with somebody with Down syndrome not being able to do calculus. I know. It was a strange feeling. Don't I have a mouth to speak? Why can I not use it as I wish? Uh, then it goes back to the article. Macaulay brings up Feminism 101, which should have prevented her from dating a Muslim in the first place, but liberalism is a mental disorder, so we shouldn't expect her to be thinking logically. This goes back to the, the article post. Quote, This is elementary feminism. No man has the power to science the woman. He just did. He just did. This cute little world of academia you girls live in. Right, they should. And then you come out to the real world. No man has the power to silence a woman just because he is a man. How far backwards things would slide in the coming weeks? Well, they didn't slide back. You went to a second world country headed up by a theocracy. What you, I know Ataturk and it's technically secular, but Erdogan is, they're going back. They're slipping back to theocracy, at least the cultural, culturally they are. What I found over the next few weeks was an absolute frustration of my efforts to do my advocacy work. You're going over to some other country and you think you're Jesus Christ and you're going to save the women from, from tyranny. I had put myself in a place of dependence upon a person who, as it turned out, would have liked to keep me at his side and control my every move. He hindered rather than helped the work I tried to do there. What work were you doing? Who was paying you? I, you want to help out? Why don't you go program something? Why don't you become an engineer? Why don't you become a civil engineer and make some... some uh, 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 water systems and sewer systems for people down in Africa. What are you doing going to Turkey 
and lecturing that culture and those people who, who you may not agree with it or not, I may not agree with it or not, but they are their own sovereign nation. I know here in the United States you think we're just a, the world's whore to be raped at its convenience, that we are just to be used and we're not a sovereign nation. But as you're starting to find out, other countries have sovereignty. They have rights and they have culture. And they're not going to have some prissy little spoiled suburbanite swippled dits coming along with her worthless liberal arts degree and starting to bark orders at everybody because she thinks she knows better because she has a master's degree in women's studies. You want to talk about the lack of respect for true diversity? That's it right there. Always wondered what's... They say they want diversity, but then they want everybody to think like them. Well, then there's no diversity. What, what, what fun would that be? You know, I, I, I kind of like having a little bit of difference. Genuine, real difference. I don't want to hear Katy Perry and the fucking latest dipshit country song in the United States all the time. I, I'd like to have a little bit of Chinese uh, Eastern philosophy. I'd like to have uh, a little bit of nerdy Japanese Korean technology. I'd like to have a little bit of uh, food from uh, Turkey and France. Uh, but apparently you guys want to get rid of all that. You guys just want to get rid of all of it. So much so to the point you think you have the right to go over to other countries and tell people how to live. Uh, Macaulay learned what true Islam is versus what her leftist professors taught her. Quote, things deteriorated rapidly. His insecurity and childish, childishness got worse. The fa- See, now that that is forcing your culture norms on him. What if that was just normal behavior for Turkish men? And you view it as childishness. Maybe you didn't respect their culture and behave properly like a Turkish woman. Hey, you want to you wanna appreciate diversity? You want to honor diversity? Why don't you honor diversity? Why don't you honor and respect other cultures? I'm not necessarily against Ahmed in this one or whatever his name is. In the following weeks, I was violently pushed, blocked from leaving freely, and repeatedly told not to speak. If I spoke anyway, anger erupted. I endured threats that I would be burnt with cigarettes, flinched as he faked with his lit cigarette. I had to duck to avoid having sharp objects thrown in my face. I had water angrily poured over my head. I wanted sex, rape, all the time. Well, okay, were you married? Were you married? You know, I understand if you don't want to. It's a gray area. But you married this guy, right? Or maybe she just dated him. I don't know. All the time. He did not stop to determine whether I consented to sex. Did he make him sign the forms? Several times he turned off my Wi-Fi and lied about it, a modern-day form of gaslighting. He verbally criticized me for using social media, my main link to the rest of my life back in the U.S. He tried to discourage me from using it. He forced me to unfriend one of my Turkish men friends on Facebook and wanted me to unfriend many more. Uh, back to the writer. Oh, Macaulay was even jailed by Turkish police because she is a Western journalist. Quote, two days later, however, I was jailed by Turkish police for several hours when I tried to simply enter a large public speech. And and I'm sure, see, this is why I wonder how much of this is legitimate or not. Like, you wonder if this gal went over there and antagonized these people. Okay, cultural differences between me and a Turkish guy aside. I'm not going to flick cigarettes at a guy and be like, get the hell out of here. I mean, that's, that's how American guys handle it. It's like, you're going to what? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Go bother somebody else. Get the fuck out of here. But uh, I'm sure you just, 
You just you you uh, had every legal right to go this large public gathering, right, sweetheart? Simply for entering a large public speech in Anatolia by the president of Turkey. They make a habit of jailing reporters and activists, and I didn't look like I fit their norms. I wrote about this experience with Turkish police here. I had an out of the frying pan and into the fire sensation. Uh, there's much more posted on her blog, which you can read here. This is leftism in a nutshell. This woman had, was in denial the whole time. She kept believing this Turkish Muslim man believed in women's rights because he said he did. No matter how many times he beat and raped her, she still saw the silver lining in her activism. Macaulay continues to push for left-wing totalitarianism here in the United States because her being arrested in Turkey wasn't a wake-up call. They're not going to really... You could go to her Twitter feed. You can look this woman up, girl. She's still... Look, she got nothing else. What is she going to do? I don't even have to look at her profile. I don't have to look at her background. But what is this woman going to do? It The the ego is so fragile. These gals, I don't think she was... Honestly, I don't think she was raped. I, I don't... I, that's why I'm trying to suss out the truth. Because this is coming from a leftist. I wouldn't doubt it if this was a an attention-whoring thing. I do believe that certainly there were things that she went through that were not acceptable... It would be acceptable here in the United States. I'm sure she agitated people. Uh, so, I, but, but I'm sure there's there's some there's some bad things that happened to this girl. But it doesn't matter. How many times do does a leftist woman or a feminist have to get raped and still cheer on diversity, immigration, the refugees welcome here? I mean, th- do you understand that above all else, their ideology and their religion comes first because ultimately their lack of a core and their lack of purpose and agency in the world is what really drives them. And ultimately, which is driven by laziness. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to produce something of value. They don't want to give themselves actual intrinsic value as a human being. And conveniences of conveniences, here comes a religion that forgives them. But yeah, you go to her site and it's, um, or Twitter, and it's it's just, hey, we're at a protest here. Hey, we're at a protest there. Hey, we're doing more protesting. And, and you look at it. Go to her Twitter feed. Look her up. And okay, fine, go protest. You got every right to, but you know you ain't no twenty-three-year-old chicky baby, and she's in her thirties. Like, what are you gonna do this forever? Do you want to like go live life? Isn't it tired being the constantly protesting nineteen-year-old college student? You know, like there's this there's this nightclub down in Minneapolis called First Avenue, discotheque, really. And we would make fun of the, like the forty-year-old guys that would come in there trying to scope on younger chicks. Man, look at the old when these old timers. When I get to be that age, I'm not gonna. And I don't. I don't go to First Avenue. Now I will go for salsa night every once in a while. That's kind of go. If there's a good concert, I'll go. Uh, even though I'm not a big fan of concerts, but I don't go to their eighteen-plus night. I don't go to their dance tier. I don't even know if they have that stuff anymore. You grow up. Apparently, she doesn't. And I know. Growing up is hard. You got to get a job. You got to do what other people in the world want you to do. You got to pay taxes. You have to work enough doing stuff you don't like to make enough money to support yourself by the end of the day. And I guess if you want to, you know, sleep in Pioneer Square or, you know, uh, crash at other people's couches and constantly beg and scrap for government money and handouts and live off your parents' trust fund. Okay, I guess a life of protesting this bank or that, protesting this thing or the other. I I guess that's your life. But man, you're wasting it. You are wasting it. I, I got more important things to do.
Really, you can all pick on my buddy who who just sits down and drinks and then drinks coffee and listens to podcasts and listens to music uh, as he works whenever he feels like it. You could pick, but boy, that's much more of an intellectually stimulating and rewarding life than going and fighting reality. And that's all leftism is, is fighting reality. They don't like the fact you got to work for a living. They don't like the fact that some people are smarter than others and they're going to make more money. We're not even talking unethically. We're talking completely legal above board. Hey, here, you pay me and this is what you get. Okay, here it is. He cheated me. Almost to the point, I mean, think about how delusional, what a mental case, what what mental torture that's got to be. You go to Turkey and you get abused, taken advantage of. I'll grant you that much. I'm, I'm still wondering how much of a spin she put on this horrible Turkish man. But I'll, I'll say you were controlled and manipulated and, and abused. But you still vote? That You still... <laughs> right back to the grind, man. Right back to the grind. I can't even explain. I don't know what to say about it. Because how do you... Uh, what do you say about insanity? Aside that, that doesn't make any sense. And I pity the person who's insane. What do what her parents do for... Ah, I don't care. All right, what else? Next news article. I, it's not... Guys, I'm not choosing these articles because it's women. I know this podcast and the past couple others, it's like, man, you're really hard. I, guys, it's not men being stupid making the news. It it really is women. It really is women that are just... And I know a lot of this is Daily Mail stuff, and that's why I had to dig into this one a little bit more because uh, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it's like, okay, there's crazy people everywhere, but is this just made up? And so, no, it's not spun. There's pictures. There's freaking pictures. This is a thing. This is actually happening. And like the other one, this is before, this is uh, April 19th of this year. From Cosmopolitan, 20, this 26-year-old is throwing a $3,000, quote, graduating, in which she'll marry her diploma. Of course it's nuts. I shouldn't have to pretend I'm marrying a piece of paper to convince folks that this is a this achievement is a big deal. I don't know. Just you, you're a, you're a doctor, isn't that big enough? Don't you worry that this is gonna like she's searchable now. What's her name? Uh, all educational accomplishments should be celebrated equally. Fourth year medical student Angie Hamui. Well, that's a that's a unique enough name. Any guy searches you, sweetheart, it's over. Explains in her decision to throw a graduating. The day she graduates from med school next month, she and her closest friends and families will celebrate as if she were getting ma- married, and she is in a way, she said. And and at first when I read this, I thought, all right, when I graduated, college at the time was a huge thing. I'm glad that hellish nightmare was over. And the story goes, the old captain lived on the 37th floor of ghettos in the sky. Look it up. Right across the street from the Carlson School of Suck Dick. So I took the elevator all the way down, and it wasn't. It was a very anticlimactic end to this unreal three and a half year hell existence. Uh, and to this day, it's nothing will even come close to it being my largest accomplishment. And I had to hand in a paper. It wasn't a final. It wasn't a test. It's just a paper I had to hand underneath uh, the door to my professor because email attachments weren't universal then. And I had taken the, my paper, I slid it under Professor, whoever his name was, door. And then um, it wasn't until I was going up the elevator back to my 37th floor apartment 
did I realize, holy crap, I'm done with college. And so the door opened up at the 37th floor. I hit the floor button again, first floor button, went back down, bought myself a, a, a bottle of a whiskey, went up st- back to my apartment, threw in Frank Sinatra in my five-disc carousel CD changer to throw you back to the 1990s, hit random, fired up a bath, hadn't had a bath uh, since probably even before high school. Well, high school, I'm sure I must have had a bath at some time. Uh and just sat there and said, my, my roommate comes in, what are you doing? I'm like, I just graduated. He says, ah, cool. And that's how I celebrated. I also had a, a two-day party where 250 people came through, uh, which was nuts. Uh, but that, I understand having a little bit of a unique token, like a little hat tip to yourself, like, I did this, I earned this. I wouldn't marry my degree. That goes, that goes overboard. That crosses a line into mental disease, mental disorder. Uh, quote, the festivities will be oddly familiar to a traditional matrimonial ceremony, Hemui 27 elaborated, though she doesn't yet have a venue. She plans to enter with my frame degree by my side. We'll have a first dance. See, you see? This is, this is going off the deep end now. And sit together in front of a room. I also plan to feed it cake. After all the dancing, I'll toss a bouquet but the person who catches it won't be next to get married. They'll be next to graduate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do me a fa- Okay, here's what I want. I, I, I'm getting sick and tired of slamming on women. I will not really because it, it's so deserving. I want to get some hope. Somebody send me, all you guys out there, if you see an article about a woman actually kicking ass and not being batshit insane, you know, uh, and even it could be even Amy Sue graduated with her computer science degree, and she's going to start at IBM on Thursday. And it's just a little local blurb in the no- local paper. Please send it to me, because I know there's some gals who are in STEM and some traditional women who are like, "Oh, this is an awesome." I know, I know, ladies, but for fuck's sake, it, if this is a a representational slice of female culture in America, you girls are fucked. You're just plain fucked as a group. Hamui, who currently lives in Houston but will soon move to D.C. to start a Georgetown Abjin residency. Not the Abjin, but you're going to go to D.C. Decided med school graduation and the culmination of nine years of higher education. She got her master's in public health in 2015. All right, so she was worthless. Finally get a worthwhile degree. It was just as important of a milestone as a marriage. No, it is not. No, it isn't. That right there is wrong. And what's wrong with all you damn women thinking your fucking degree and your career is more important. What is more important, what is most important in life is other human beings. It's going to be your husband and your children if you have any. It is not your fucking career. Your career is a tool to help you support your life as you spend it with loved ones and family. That is what your career is for. It could be be a rewarding career. It could be important in your life. It is not more important than marriage. It is not more important than the people that you choose to spend time with. It is a necessary evil that you have to engage in in order to support yourself so that you can then go and actually live life. But you girls have swallowed hold this baby boomer leftist feminist cockamamie bullshit 
to believe that working hard and paying taxes and forking over a quarter million dollars and all of your youth to big education and government, the government education complex, uh, that that is what you've been duped into believing. I know, Aaron, I know. Weren't you going to capitalize on these people? Yes, you're right, I am. I just want, maybe it's just I want to have a track record that I tried warning people, I tried to do the right thing at one time. I continue to try to do the right thing. But since you women insist on throwing trillions of dollars over the decades to to degrees and education and career, I mean, if you guys are that hell-bent on it, fine. You know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of push. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you a book called Leaning In. And you girls will eat that poison. You will eat that slop and you will ruin your... But you know what? At least I've made some money off of you and made my life a little bit easier. When she learned she'd gotten into her top choice program in med school match day last month, she began planning a graduating. I worried that folks wouldn't take my party seriously because it was only a graduation. So she went all in buying a beautiful ivory dress that just exuded the graduating feel. Okay, so you also, deep down inside, you want to be married to a man. And actually, I take that back. Deep down inside, it's not about the man. It's just that you want your day. You want her. It's her day. It's her day. So it, it's ego. Uh, from that moment, I knew everything surrounding this party would have to be so extra and ridiculous. Oh, you got that right. So the first thing I did when we came back to Texas was ask another friend who was also thrilled with the idea to take enchantment photos in Galveston. The enchant What's enchantment photos? Do I want to know what it is? Oh, God, let's look this up. Enchantment photos. Is this going to be like tentacle porn when I had to listen to what? what's his name? Enchantment photos. That's enchantment of the sea. I was afraid this was going to be something. Enchantment photos wedding. Wedding enchantment. Enchantment photography. All right, all right, good. I thought this was like a thing I didn't know about. You didn't know about tentacle porn? No, and I don't want to know about enchantment photos either. The enchantment photos now live with a legitimate wedding website explaining the full extent of the upcoming festivities oh we gotta we gotta take a look at this the knot.com she actually went to a website does she have like a go buy me shit registry is that where it's like give me fucking money what better gift is there than the gift of knowledge and true graduating spirit i offer my guests to empower students domestically and abroad by donating oh they're doing that she's doing that make a donation to the human fund oh she's one of those people God, cut, 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 cut. Developments in literacy. Global glints. Man, how far down you? Do you guys want to go down the rabbit hole? Let's go down the rabbit hole some more. Where does this branch go? About us. Global glimpse. Global Glimpse is a nonprofit organization that partners with a diversity of high-performing high schools to provide a two-year leadership, civic engagement, and college preparatory program centered on a summer emerging experience in a developing world. We bring groups of students from a wide variety of high schools together through travel with highly skilled teachers the summer after their junior year while abroad. This group of learners explore history, culture, politics, po- Do you guys work and help out the fucking villagers? Do you tell them to stop fucking having kids they can't afford? Do you, do you say, hey, wipe and wash your hands? 
Do you explain to them germs? Do you explain to them STDs? Do you say, uh, yeah, you know, being bluntly honest with you, if this is the fucking shantytown you guys live in, maybe you should stop fucking. Maybe, maybe only the really, really, really smart people who, like, support themselves and don't need fucking USAID all the time, maybe they are the only ones that should breed. And you guys should just, you know, here's some money. We'll take care of you for the rest of your life. You don't breed. And wow, look at that. In one generation, poverty is solved in the second and third worlds. We help our students take their first powerful steps towards engaging the world. <laughs> oh, what's their, uh, I got a, I got a staff aboard. Who are these people? U.S. staff, Nicaraguan staff, Eliza Pezuit, executive director. Eliza leads the organization through her passion for international education, community action, and youth development. She believes that equality is born out of a strong sense of social responsibility that begins at home and reaches far beyond... Oh, God. Do you have a real degree? She has a graduate magna cum laude. Yeah, she's bilingual in Spanish and English, and under her leadership, Global Glimpse has grown more than sevenfold in the past six years. Ben Polanski. Oh, ladies. Oh, ladies, if you're looking for a babe of a... Yeah, look at this guy. Ooh, Marcella Belrios. How you doing? Hey. Growing up, she has a BA in psychology and behavioral hall. Jocelyn Giuliano. It's all hot chicks. Oh, there's Jocelyn Ma. This is just, oh, what a shit show. What a fucking shit show. Okay, so you can piss away your money. That's not going to do anything to help uh, people in Nicaragua or Dominican Republic. You know, it's helped out the Dominican Republic. They're low taxes. Take a look at it. And then what is it? Developments and literacy. Because we know that other countries can't teach their kids to be literate. So we got to do this. This Ramadan, please consider donating your zakat to developments and literacy. Your single act of giving will allow chi- a child to change their destiny. Where is this? Is this uh, Pakistan? Yeah, it's Pakistan. About us. Oh, developments of literacy educates and empowers underprivileged students, especially girls, by operating student-centered model schools. Provides high-quality professional development to teachers and principals across Pakistan. I don't know. Maybe solve your Muslim terrorist problem first. Uh, About us. Leadership. Let's take a look at these people. Dr. Nafis Sadiq is currently special advisor to the UN Secretary General. Oh, a UN guy. All right, so he doesn't have any real education. Mohammed Shahzad, chairperson. Oh, he actually is a member of the Technology, Media, and Telecom Investment Bank Division at Goldman Sachs. Founded his own... Oh, well, he might actually have some experience here. Fiza Shah founded Developments and Literacy under her leadership, the organization, no background or education. Najmi Sarwar, 10 years AT&T engineer. Whoa! Guys, I'd rather I'd rather donate. I'm gonna donate to developments and literacy before I donate to the first one I went through. I don't think it's our responsibility to educate Pakistani girls or Pakistani boys for that matter. But you people just throw your money away. Devo- donate to the Human Fund. Oh God. The site is comprehensive, includes details of the evening as well as a registry. Instead of gifts, Hamui asks guests to donate to charities to aid children's educations. And there's all these pictures that are just so cute. Oh, yeah. She could lose some weight. 
What's all said and done, Hamui will have spent about $3,000 on the affair, including the engagement shoot, her dress, a DJ decor, catering, a cake, and as of yet, undetermined party favors. I'm thinking something with babies or a uterus to celebrate my future career in obstetrics and gynecology. I hate you baby boomer men. You baby boomer fathers. What What the fuck, man? You're, you're, you're sending this slop for the men of today to marry or date? Where, where's the dad? Where's the fucking dad so I can hit him upside the head? Where did... Because I know as I'm eating cake, I want to look at a uterus. A disemboweled uterus. Yeah, that, oh, that's funny. Ha 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 ha! God damn. Friends and family have been supportive of the idea from the beginning because none of them have souls. I mean, and have fo- volunteered to chip in and help with that, she said. Still, she's well aware the webs may not be as understanding of the idea. Don't, don't, even, don't even tell me I'm not understanding. There's nothing to understand. There's nothing to be open-minded about here. This is just an example that there have not been enough fathers in the world, present or masculine. It just hasn't. This is not, you're not going to normalize this. This is psychotic behavior. This is why men are like, fuck it, we're not working. This is why you have men that stay at home and play video games. For anyone who thinks graduating is idea is nuts, I say, of course it is, she said. I shouldn't have to pretend I'm marrying a piece of paper to convince folks that this is achievement is a big deal. I don't think you have to convince anybody. Nobody said, nobody said uh, becoming a doctor wasn't a big deal. I regularly cheer on people to become doctors. I, I tip my hat to them, male or female. This is all vanity on your part because you want a wedding because you didn't spend time finding a man. And now you're going to be condemned to be working all the time as a doctor and good luck finding a husband. Uh, the goal of the graduating is to make people pause to think why we don't celebrate graduations as big as weddings, even though they represent so much. Once again, you're wrong, but you are a foolish, young, naive, truly ignorant 27-year-old girl. You may know a lot about medicine. That's good for you. You know jack shit about the real world. You know jack shit about humanity. That, That like somehow you gotta that you know better that this education, this celebration is bigger than what people realize. No, everybody knows it's a pretty fucking big deal you became a doctor. Only you would think that since this has been your entire life that education is more important than love. That's what it is. You think your career and education is more important than love. And it isn't. It just isn't. She continued, a graduation in a lot of ways is analogous to a marriage. Both are lifelong partnerships. Can you, I, I can't. Both transform an individual for the better. A graduating can be the celebration of any kind of degree or certificate. A high school diploma, a PhD, associate's degree, a master's, graduate from a trade school, a certification program. Basically, she's, quote, proud of where she is today and what she's accomplished so far. Also, it's 2017. Let the, hey, it's the current year. Let the woman marry her goddamn diploma. Knock yourself out, sweetheart. Knock, and hat tip, I salute you, feminist. You got another one. You you ruined another girl's life. You you convinced her to join team feminism. You got to join that cult, that religion. 
I'm not even against women becoming doctors. I encourage women to become doctors. But you guys got her thinking that work and paying taxes and looking at women's hoo-hahs, that's more important than, than love or friends or going out having fun or children. I, unreal. I, I, bravo. Bravo, feminist. Bravo. I only wish that maybe... Oh, now hang on here, guys. Hang on. What if we could sell this to women? Really, she can't, this gal can't be the only one. Hang on, let's go. There's got to be comment section. I know it's Cosmo. Let's take a look how receptive this is. Are there any comment section? No, I guess not. Are there any at the top? 1,200 likes? I don't know. I'm just thinking, what if we sold to women? Look, they're always itching for a party. Showers, baby showers, wedding showers, wedding baths, baby baths. Is is there a wedding toweling off? Like, remember you went out and bled and your parents are too lazy to give you a bath so they just wash it off with a wet, cold rag? Do, do, I mean, they, it's not that hard to get women to go celebrate things. <clears throat> baby shower, baby birthday, baby second birthday. Oh my God, she's graduating from kindergarten. How hard would it be to celebrate a graduating? Why, why you, couldn't you just become graduating planners? Huh? I don't fight it. Don't fight it. Encourage it and capitalize it on in the process. Why can't I be the guy your graduating headquarters? Graduating, graduating, graduating? No, not graduating. Yeah, it'd have to be graduating. Graduating.com. No, dot org. And then it could all be, you know, make your donation and we'd set up a 503c on the back end. Uh, we help girls in some place to fight patriarchy. And then they donate all the money and, and like we keep 80% of it, you know, because she had her, uh, her registry and it wasn't for things. It was donations and we do the exact same thing. Girls in, in Bangalore, India can't, can't use toilet paper. We'll donate to the women using toilet paper Bangalore 503C. We're... Five percent of all proceeds go to you know it takes a lot to ship toilet paper. We just make eighty-five percent. Don't get angry. Make make money. Become make profit off of this. Oh, I wonder how, how widespread it would be. Wouldn't that be sad? It becomes a trend, it becomes a thing. Look, any of you young guys out there who got some programming skills, web development skills. You could run with this. <clears throat> this wouldn't be that hard. You could say, yeah, we, well, then you'd have to have a network of people that go and help set up with a graduating. Not like you have to be a genius to do this. Although women always find a way to make a shit ton of money. You know what? You got to be on the merchandising aspect of this. You got to sell graduating rings. And women can get engaged. You know, there's a wedding ring. Look, we just have to model it after a wedding. You know, you marry your degree and you get like a, a ring. What could we... What spin could we put on the ring? Like, you put it in Latin, what their degree is, uh, or, or, or wisdom, feminism, independence. And you, you put that in, in Latin on a ring. Uh, come on, help me, guys. You know we could sell something. We could take a piece of metal with a hunk of rare rock in it and sell it to these gals. And, and it's like your graduating ring. And, and they would buy it. They say, well, 
It shows your commitment to independence and feminism and how you're going to make a difference in the world. And they, they'd line up. They'd line up. Everything is in place. We just got to tweak it a little bit to put an emphasis on education. And so if jewelry is, is a high, uh, high markup value uh, merchandise aspect, what else? They get the they get the the wedding dress favors. You don't want to parallel a wedding too much, but I think there's there's room to make money to be had in the jewelry. There's something a symbolism <clears throat> that you can wear that would. Oh, hang on! All right, hang on! Oh no, this is too good of an idea. This is too good of an idea. I can't. I love to tell you guys I can't, but I got to write this down. Oh, am I? Oh, this goes into the evil file. This goes into the evil. Okay. Sorry. Bear with me. Just give me a second. Oh, God, am I good? Oh, am I good? Oh, and then I, oh, I could do that too. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. oh man. Hang on. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I figured it out. You guys go ahead and run with the. You guys run with graduating. I just came up with a better idea. It, it takes absolutely nothing. It takes nothing. I gotta, I gotta talk to people. God, I got so many great ideas. When you want to sell evil and lies, oh, there's so many business opportunities. There's just bars of gold laying all over the place. It's just which ones are you going to pick up first? All right. Okay, what else we got here? Sorry for that. I just had to... Write that down. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? Let's do this one. Actually, I'm thinking, let's do the rest of the sponsors, and then we can go ahead and move on to that last article. Uh, Poor Richard's Retirement. <clears throat> the latest book is out. Uh, essay, really. If you don't have enough saved up for retirement, if you haven't even started saving for retirement, I want you to get this book. That means by tomorrow, if everyone followed that advice, it would be the number one bestseller because nobody has saved up enough for retirement until now. Okay. I did the number crunching, I did the calculating, and you only need $160,000 to retire, assuming you don't have tremendously bad luck, right? That's, and that's in today's dollars for if you're younger, which most of you in my listening audience are, it's going to be more down the road. But in terms of today's dollars, what you need is $160,000. That is a lot of different contrast between what they say when you say, oh, you need at least $500,000, preferably a million in today's dollars, and poor Richard's retirement, short read, carries you, walks you through, hold hands you through how that is possible, right? Yes, it is through minimalism, but the true value of the book comes in how to get rid of your materialism and your desire to consume. And that's the real selling point of the book. Again, if you know somebody that needs it, <coughs> baby boomer parents, go get, you know, they will get you a book on Worthless. You in return, get them the book, Poor Rich's Retirement. So if you think your parents are telling you to do something, well, you can counter 
with a slap across the face and get them poor Richard's retirement. But more seriously, it's for everybody who is, you know, you don't have enough for retirement. You haven't started saving for retirement. You're, you're Gen X or you're a millennial. Like, oh, maybe I should start doing it. Get this book so you can operate from ground zero. It's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, as all my books are. Asshole Consulting, we have a new product called the Life Improvement Plan. All right, Asshole Consulting is always there. You can always contact me if you have questions. But then I got enough genuine losers asking me questions about how to get laid and this. So how do I get out of my parents' bed? I have a new idea, a new plan. I've had a couple bites on it already, which leads me to believe that there actually is demand for us. The Life Improvement Plan, you go to Asshole Consulting, click on the LIP, Life Improvement Plan banner, little tab there. And basically, for $5,000, you could turn your life around. You say, well, oh, holy cow, that kind of sounds pickup artistry, bullshitty salesmanship. It is, except here's the thing. You're going to be betting against yourself. How it works is you pay me $10,000. And then for every goal you meet that we agree upon, like, oh, you're a 300-pound piece of obese fat? Well, you got to drop down to 200 Oh, you don't have a job? You got to get a job. Oh, you live with your parents? After you get your job, you got to move out with your own apartment. Oh, you don't have your driver's license? That's a huge one. I don't know why that's it. When you get your driver's And for every goal you meet, I reimburse you 1000 bucks, up to 5000 Now, you think about this. You think about this long and hard. Because a lot of you have been living almost two decades. Some of you more than two decades. Some of you three decades. And you are a fucking loser. You haven't gone anywhere in life. You've literally wasted your precious finite time on this planet. I simply ask you, is it worth $5,000 to stop being a fucking loser? And the answer is yes, it is. Of course, because $5,000 in the grand scheme of things, if you got out of the house, got your fucking driver's license, got a job, quit living off your parents, and then I don't know, whatever, you know, you lost 100 pounds, you're no longer morbidly obese, all that is easily worth five grand. So to give you an incentive, you see, if you don't achieve those things, then I get to keep it. And something tells me that $1,000 for each goal is enough to prompt you to get off your fat ass, lose the fucking weight, and do these things that will slowly but surely make it so you're no longer a loser. So whether you have just a regular consulting need for the old captain, you can go to assholeconsulting.com. But if you are a loser and you guys know who you are and you want to get serious about this shit, you need a real swift kick in the ass, like 10 G's worth of a kick in the ass, Take a look at the life improvement plan. Contact the old captain. I got to have you sign because it, everyone's going to be different. You need to sign a legal contract stipulating what the five ach- achievements and accomplishments are and how they're measured. So there's some legality. It's not just like, don't don't just give me 10 grand. Okay, don't just do that. Please contact me first and we'll go through it. We'll negotiate the the details. I've had people just pay me. Hey, I paid you $200. I got a question. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And usually they overpay. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm not going to refund you because I was going to charge you 35 for that, but you're a dipshit. You paid me $200. i am keeping it. Uh, but for the life improvement plan, please don't send me $10,000. Let's do this the right way. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast and give me even more money, holy shit, you may. You can sponsor the podcast. We get about 3,000 listeners weekly depending on how you want to measure it. Uh, and then I got 33-ish thousand, just shy of 33,000 listeners on YouTube. And I put your ads up on the podcast as well. 
Uh, I'm sorry, my blog as well. And so uh, for most people, the first month is worth it. Second month, and then by the third month, it's usually not worth it. Cause, and that goes for any place you advertise. You'll get the lion's share of your new clients in the first month or two. But unlike radio, the archaic baby boomer fucked hard industry that it is, uh, you only have to advertise one month. Usually, oh, we need a year of advertising. We need at least six months. Uh, I know it doesn't work that way. You are a capitalist. You are an entrepreneur. You are a businessman or a woman, and you want to make money. And I want you to make money too. So you only have to advertise one month. And if that doesn't make you money, don't worry about it. Hundred bucks a month. Just one month is all you. That's, that's all you have to do. Hundred bucks. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. ElkinCPA.com. If you have the need for an accountant, contact our good friend Chad Elkins at ElkinCPA.com. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. We have 405media.com where John Grant has an entire podcast program. Not just a podcast show, a program, whole schedule, different podcasters at 405media.com. So if you're sick and tired of listening to the old captain here, you can go there and listen to other people who get sick and tired of listening to. <laughs> we have Obsidian Radio, Mumia Obsidian over on YouTube. FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com, our good friend Kerry Lutz. Also our good friend Silvio Canto on Canto Talk. You can listen to him on blogtalkradio.com. O'Shea Jackson, our uh, brother over in Poland. Uh, no, he's not in Poland. He's in Uganda now. I'm like, why the hell are you going to Uganda? He's like, oh, I don't know. I just like, all right, be careful. Uh, so he's out there uh, checking out, I don't know, what's the capital of Uganda? Adam Piggott knows he was out there. Uh, so O'Shea Jackson, you can check him out on uh, his YouTube channel, Funny Guy. BlowMeUpTom.com, website of St. Lycus, the Cynical Libertarian Society. You can visit him at SinLibSos. He just bought 280 bucks worth of crap on my Amazon affiliate program, so i got to go double-check, make sure he got it. Uh, and just to be warned, he is very, very... It's not that he's crass. He, uh, he, he, he's the one I disagree with the most, but I listen to it because it's pure rage. Pure rage. So um, if, if I'm not doing it for you, if I don't even get you to normal, uh, try Cynical Libertarian Society. Mitch Berg at 1280 AM, The Patriot. Uncle Mitch, the guy, the one, the Uncle Mitch that didn't commit suicide. You can also check out his book, True Liberty, spelled T-R-U space L-B-R-T. It's only available in Kindle because he's old. Because <laughs> he's, he's uh, Uncle Mitch. Uncle Mitch. Ah, look, he can't he can't figure out how to upload. Oh, look at these old timers trying to do the upload on createspace.com. Good old Unky. Actually, it's way harder. If you can figure out how to do uh, a Kindle, it's way easier to do a paperback. I don't know why he doesn't have it in paperback. So that's good old Uncle Mitch. Academic composition, if you need, well, what? College is over. Uh, but if you have summer school or you're looking for a job coming up fall, uh, academiccomposition.com. Go there if you want people to write your papers and do your homework for you. Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff will go ahead and write your papers. They get it professionally done. You don't have to do any worthless homework yourself for these worthless liberal arts class prerequisites that nobody ever asked for and no one's ever going to use. Uh, and it's no different when you say, oh, there's some moral issues. Are you kidding me? Have you seen employers? Have you seen corporate? Corporations make their current employees train in their replacements. Otherwise, they don't get a severance package. You you think paying some schmuck 
to do your homework that's completely unnecessary, has nothing to do with your degree, is immoral, take a look at the employers that are going to employ you after college and all the assholes that demand you get this worthless piece of paper in the first place anyway. Also, if you'd like to work for academic composition and you're good at writing bullshit, you can write Marxist leftist indoctrination, I hate penis, I hate men, uh, all hail the vagina. Uh, hey, you could go work for academic composition. And the great thing is the jobs suck. They're boring. You're writing crap. Uh, you're doing marketing otherwise. But you could do it from your home. You could do it from a beach as long as you got internet access. So contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. Let him know that the captain sent you. Uh, we have Jim Fear 138blogspotcom He is our go-to guy. He is the voice recorder for the old captain's books. Go there if you need some audio work done. I'm also on other social media sites, gab.ai and minds.com. Say hello to the captain there. You can also follow me on Twitter. They say, do I really need to? Now you don't have to, but it really actually does help. Like the more people I have following me on there, then I get... It's, it's the law of gravity. I almost guarantee you if we were to take the algorithms Google and Twitter and YouTube and everybody else uses, it's no different than the law of gravity. The big you are, the more you're going to attract. So uh, I would take a look at that. And then we have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. Just search those titles. You can see what they're all about. The analysis evaluation of stocks. And then more uh, my more introductory one, stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. You can find those on the interwebs and you can take them anywhere because they're offered hundreds of different places. Just take it wherever it's cheapest because even though I would make more money, <clears throat> I know that you would probably like to spend your money. That way it saves you money you can buy my books with, see? See, I'm getting all your money whether you like it or not. And when I come up with this idea, I wrote it down there. When I come up with that idea to sucker these women out of their money because they graduated and they got to have their graduating. Oh, I want to be on a yacht even though I don't like boats that much. I'm be on my boat. What are you doing? I'm just standing on my yacht. Are you going to take it out to sea? No. What do you do with the boat? I uh, take it out to sea and then I uh, bring it back. Well, why the fuck did you leave in the first place? Why don't you just go rent a boat? Just go stand on somebody else's boat. Go on a fucking carnival crew. Hey, I'm on the boat. Oh, no, I'm off the boat. Oh, it was fun being on the boat. You want to go on the boat again? Yeah, sometime, but not too soon. That's boat. What do you... Huh? Hey, there's land behind me and water in front of me while I'm standing on the beach. Now that I'm on the boat, there's water all around. Matter of fact, if I was standing on the beach and I didn't turn backwards, it would be like I'm on a boat. <laughs> Just minus the chance of getting Norwalk disease or, or sinking and getting eaten by sharks. More and more I'm thinking about boats. They're not a good idea. I'm not a big fan of boats. I like pontoon boats. Take that over on White Bear and you know smoke cigars, drink while someone else is driving. Wear a hat and a monocle. Act like a captain. Uh, anyway, all right, and then we have uh, two of my backup books, the best of my blog, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. You can find them on Amazon, both paperback and Kindle. Uh, they are just the compilation of my best posts from my blog, kind of like how Rolo Tomasi has his two books out. I think it's volume one, volume two. Uh, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved are the best of the old captain's blog. I also have Captain's Quarterly, uh, which is kind of a Playboy-themed-esque quarterly uh, issue, although there was only one issue because I couldn't find enough models. Uh, so you can take a look at that one. That has the lovely Cindy Moran modeling in various states of undress. No nudity, but uh, damn well close. 
And uh, I'm proud of that work. That's like a nice, you know, that's a nice artistic work. Um, Jorge Gonzalez did the cover too. Very classy. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta get the next backup book out, even though I don't want to. I don't want to flood the market with another book. I just came out with that essay, Poor Richard's Retirement. And I want to start working on Project Evil. I want to start building my evil empire. This let's be good and tell people the truth shit. It's fun. It's profitable. But I just, I want to add fuel to the fire. Is that so wrong? And make money in the process. A lot more money. G5. And lots of money. Uh, and that's it for the sponsors. All right. Final article. And uh, next week, there will be no slamming on women, no matter how stupid the behavior of women is next week. I'm not slamming on women. We're going to go on to other things. This is also dated May 25th. It's a little bit ago. Mattress Girl now doing lewd bondage performances as nude as new art project. And heavy air quotes. Emma Sokowitz caught everyone's eye in 2013 as she was spot carrying a mattress around Columbia University's campus. Ah, the attention, the needs of the attention whore can never be satiated. The stunt was an art project in a protest against the alleged mistreatment she faced after filing a sexual assault complaint against her, another student. After a story went underwent scrutiny, it quickly became apparent that Paul Nungesser, the man whom Sulkowitz accused of assaulting her, was the real victim. Nonetheless, Sulkowitz remained the darling of the left. Yeah, she was even invited to Barack Obama's, like, thing. I, I mean, look, Barack, I don't think Barack is that evil. I think he's just stupid. But he didn't, I, and he, he must have had someone who wasn't too couth. You don't let a false rape accuser uh, uh, into the White House and say, you don't invite her to things. You don't invi- I think it was the inauguration. Was that it? No, he invited her or something. Nonetheless, Sulkowitz remained a darling of the left and quickly immersed herself in the contemporary art scene after graduating. Now, thanks to the Elizabeth Foundation, not a pri- private, not for profit, meaning nobody really funded this, for the arts project space in New York City. That's the entire title. Thanks to the Elizabeth Foundation for the arts project space in New York City, audience members were privy to watching Sulkowitz undergo repeated physical and semi sexual abuse in order to ask the question of whether it it is really possible for political artists to make work that makes the ship stop sinking. During the performance aptly titled The Ship is Sinking, Sulkowitz is tied up to a large wooden beam by a white man in a suit. You see, the white man is supposed to be Trump in the patriarchy, and she's supposed to represent the plight of the downtrodden. Ladies, you can relate, right? And then there's, like, pictures, and it, she's dressed like a whore. Yep. <laughs> After having roads cut into her skin and getting whacked with a belt, Sulkowitz gets hung up while one man in the audience volunteers to slap her across the face. Apparently, the whole performance was a little intense as some audience members complained there was no trigger warning beforehand. Michelangelo's David, Picasso's Guernica, Sulkowitz's BDSM performance. Stop laughing. Quote, my body already carries material in it just because of the way I look. It's embedded in my skin Sulkowitz told broadly, well, that's a subscription I read regularly. Quote, white men have the privilege of entire institutions built for their paintings. These paintings are often very abstract. You have people look like Pollock splattering a bunch of shit and then saying it's art. It doesn't say anything political. And in fact, that actual political statement it does say is, I'm a white man and I can do whatever the fuck I want and make a ton of money off of it. If you can't, if you could translate any of that, please take my job. Yes, I... 
written by Joe Simpson. <sighs> One, where's her dad? Oh, wait. I think her parents are both psychologists. You want to you look. I, I should put a picture up this somehow. If you want to look at what your daughter's going to become, men, because you're not men, you're either absentee fathers or you're a pussified uh, uh, pajama boy dad. He's pushing his 30s now, by the way. That guy could become a father. This is what happens to your daughters. And you can lie and say, well, that's fine. She turned, she's fighting. No, no, no. No father, if he's worth his medal, has any desire to see his daughter tied up in, in a whore position. None. No guy wants to see their little daughter turn into a stripper. Unless you love your politics and your religion so much that you're willing to sacrifice your child. Which I think most leftists are. Remember there was that gal where she got killed by a bunch of uh, South Americans, or not South Americans, South Africans, some village, and she was killed because she was white. Look it up. And then the, the parents went down and forgave the village. I mean, I understand then that, like, you love socialism. You love yourself. You love your lack of work ethic. You love the fact your ego can't take the hit to admit that you're wrong, especially when your children are hurting or dying. That you'll you'll accept this. Well, this is acceptable. This is okay. Because that's you just basically saying, I'm not wrong. I'm still right. I did a good job as a father. When you're a pathetic failure for what? And then, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweetheart. You were raped. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you. this wasn't a false rape, rape accusation. Nope. You're the type of girl who's just completely sane and stable who would never falsely accuse anybody of rape. You're not a, some kind of attention whore, are you? No. You got your degree in chemical engineering. You're working for Pfizer. You're making almost close to six figures. You're contributing to your 401k. It's not that you're a worthless piece of shit human being that has nothing else going on, so you'd rather ruin other people because then it gives you some false semblance of agency, purpose, and reason to live. Did I just describe you and every other leftist chick getting her degree in art being a BDSM artist? It's really an art. Oh, shut up. Go tell yourself, just go. Go tell yourself that the Walker Art Center is art. Go tell yourself that shit on a canvas is, go Go tell yourself whatever you got to do so you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror. I don't care. All right, that's it. Uh, you know, all the blog and podcast and follow the YouTube and all that other stuff. I'm depressed. Next week, guys, send me some good articles about women. Send me some good articles. There's got to be some. Uh, because, I mean, I know it was bad. But Jesus Christ, I just... If for any other reason to give the, the girls on the right side of the force a little bit of hope. Because this is just... I don't want to think that 70% of the women are like this, but apparently they are. At least they condone it. Oh, all right, I'm exhausted after this, and we'll see you guys later. Toodles.